Hello and welcome to the Where People Meet podcast, the event technology podcast for the worldwide meetings and events industry. I'm your host, Mitch Malinsky, Head of Strategic Partnerships here at Feedloop. And today I'm joined by Samantha Roman, Director of Events at Pendo, a product analytics app built to help software companies develop develop product-led digital experiences that their users love by painting a complete picture of how their products are being used. Samantha, thanks for joining us. Where are you calling in from today? Thanks for having me, Mitch. Um, I am in my home office in Palo Alto, California. Love it. How's the weather? It's beautiful. It's going to be about 85 today, so sunny, sunny weather. Love that. That's great. Well, uh, I'm, I'm really excited for this conversation, so let's dive in. If you wouldn't mind, Samantha, can you start by telling us a bit about your background in the meetings and events industry? Of course. Um, I fell into the meetings and events industry um, by chance. I started my career uh, pretty much right out of college in about 2011 um, for a company called Aruba Networks. We did enterprise-grade Wi-Fi in Sunnyvale, California. Um, And I started as a marketing coordinator, just doing random odd jobs. And a job opened up on the events team. And so I was promoted to events. And I didn't know anything about events. I was very much learning on the job, which was really hard. But in retrospect, I'm very thankful for it. Um, After six years there, I went from being a marketing coordinator to leading our largest proprietary events when I left. Um, And then I went to Salesforce. Yeah. And then I went to Salesforce for about four and a half years where I was part of the Dreamforce team of six, um, which was just a phenomenal, phenomenal experience. And I just went over to Pendo um, to be their new director of events and lead our largest proprietary event, Pendemonium, um, about three months ago. That's incredible. That's uh, a wide variety of really impressive positions. Quite the career you've had so far. Thank you. It's been uh, it's been a wild ride. I'm very very thankful for the mentors and opportunities that I have been given. Fantastic. Well, you and I were talking a bit before we hopped on the air today, and you were telling me about this one mission that you're trying to push throughout all your roles in the industry. And it's something that I think is very much needed for the Mm -hmm. events industry. That is the mission of running more sustainable and socially responsible events. So Mm -hmm. so can you you tell us how and why you became interested in sustainability at events? Yeah, it it started when I was back at Aruba. Um, We were doing our annual road show uh, for network engineers, our end users. And I had a, I would say, modest swag budget um, for the number of attendees that we were projecting across all of the cities in the roadshow. And I was looking at swag, and it was the time when fidget spinners and cheap <laughs> headsets dominated the swag world. Yep. And I had a drawer full of them that were just going to, when I finally left Aruba, become trash because I didn't use any of them. Um, and it just really struck me that I had the opportunity to spend this ten dollars to $15,000 on cheap headsets that no one would really use ever and would ultimately end up as trash. 
or I could take it and try to use it for something more socially conscious and responsible and create less waste, less waste in the process. Um, so I gained approval, um, from my, uh, head of events, Steve Goldrup at the time, um, to reallocate that funding to fund, uh, satellite Wi-Fi enabled laptops for children in Africa at schools. Yeah. So it, it tied back to Aruba's mission of Wi-Fi and, um, equality of information. Um, and I'm so thankful that Steve allowed me to take that chance. It was something that not a lot of people were doing at the time, but, um, it was very well received that we were giving back rather than just giving crap. <laughs> I was going to say, there's a lot of crap that goes out at those events. So um, exactly. that's, that's really amazing. Good for you. Yeah. Thank you. It's, it's something I'm seeing a lot in the industry as well. Like when clients are coming to Feedloop, they are asking what kind of sustainability initiatives do we promote? I know lots of events have transitioned away from paper programs to digitized forms through mobile apps and online books and all of that. But I think the the trade show piece is still something that is just incredibly wasteful. And similar to you, I, I got involved in the industry fresh out of school. I went to Queen's University in Canada. I took a bit of an odd approach with my studies. I was in the business program, but I also took the angle of studying sustainability. Um, oh, that's so great. So for me, yeah, yeah, there weren't a lot of uh, peers in my program who were taking <laughs> those kind of courses. But um, when I joined the events industry, I loved the industry, but that is what struck me is just the sheer amount of waste and how irresponsible some events can be. Um, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's something that definitely deserves a bigger spotlight. So I'm glad people like you are out there pushing that mission because it really does need to be talked about in the industry. It does. And it's becoming more commonplace. Um, and I, part of the reason that I transitioned to Salesforce into the Dreamforce team is, um, Mark Benioff, the CEO says the business of business is to improve the state of the world. And we see all of these sustainability statistics coming out where, um, we're putting the onus on individuals to recycle and, um, drive electric vehicles and be sustainable and responsible. When in reality, it's corporations that are creating mm -hmm. most of the waste and most of the problem and carbon in the environment. Um, so that really struck me that it is our responsibility as corporations and as voices of those corporations and influencers to do what we can to make our events sustainable, um, because that's where the real impactful change is going to come from. Incredibly well said. Yeah. So let's let's get into that. Why is it important for event planners to prioritize sustainable events? Like, are there are there any benefits to them to do so? Yeah, um, I mean, I personally believe that we have a very, very short period of time to turn around climate change and to turn around um, the state of the world. Uh, it's going to benefit everyone that likes to call planet Earth home, which I do, yep. and I believe you do. So I think I it's, sure uh, do. I think it's very important. Um, I think it's also a great story. Um, you know, we are marketers as well. Um, it 
it's another thing that you can evangelize and talk about your event that you're doing. You know, I hate to make it about marketing, but Mm -hmm. it is a story that if you're doing it, it is absolutely worth telling because let's be honest. Um, it's, it's not free or cheap to be a more sustainable event, which I think we'll get into. Um, so you should absolutely take advantage of talking about what you're doing and that inspires people to do it in their own lives, to go to other events and ask why they aren't being more sustainable and uh, socially conscious. Um, so there's a lot of good that comes out of it and it's, it's all good intentioned and heading the right way. It's the thing that it, I mean, in this day and age in 2022, if the event is super wasteful and is not taking these measures, it's, it's kind of like, why not? Like how, are you just so disconnected? Yeah. And good luck retaining your audience for next year. Right. Exactly. So I think there's a lot of different ways that we can look at sustainability. But for you, when you're looking at your portfolio of events, how do you define it? Like, are there certain aspects that you're trying to measure against? Yeah. Um, so measuring the carbon footprint of an event, there are some great calculators online that can help you do it. Um, it's very tricky. I have yet to find one that is satisfactory and takes into consideration the um, travel of attendees plus travel of employees plus trucking plus network usage and data center usage. Um, that is still something that uh, there is some work to be done on. Um, but there are some tangible things that you can do in your event to make sure that you are ticking the box um, and, and you know that at least for the local impact and the immediate impact, you are doing those things. Yeah. And I, I think the environmental arm is probably the mm-hmm. most obvious piece that comes to mind. But Aside from ensuring that your event is uh, responsible for environmental metrics, are are there any other areas that event planners should account for in terms of running a more sustainable event? Yeah. um, In terms of the environmental impacts, there are so many tangible things that event planners can do. Um, You can, and a lot of them have crossover into giving back or social Mm -hmm. responsibility, which is um, when I led the charge on both for Dreamforce, it made sense to couple them together because there is so much overlap. Um, for instance, donating leftover food from your F&B um, to local shelters. It doesn't need to be a homeless shelter necessarily. It could be a woman's shelter or a K-12 school. You just need to find the partner. Um, along with that, we in the past had a beefless and porkless event. So providing more veggie options to produce less carbon. Yep. Um, using uh, either China, so reusables, or using um, compostable serviceware is great. Um, Not using uh, single-use foil bags, like chip bags, putting those in paper bags instead. That's something that you wouldn't really think about. Um, 
three bin recycling. So compost, trash and recycling in front of house so that people can see where to put their trash and helpful guides and bonus if you can have an employee volunteer or a paid volunteer um, or, or staff member standing there to help people sort. That's something that we did with Dreamforce. They were called the Green Angels. They were employee <laughs> volunteers that educate people as they're throwing away their waste um, on composting and recycling and what goes to the landfill. Um, so there's, there's so much that you can do making sure you're sourcing sustainable seafood. Um, mm -hmm. One of my favorite things that uh, I'm really excited to do for Pendemonium this year is we spend thousands of dollars on beautiful floral arrangements for our executive business center and our tables and our parties. And I absolutely love the flowers, but then <laughs> they're typically trashed, which is so sad. Um, and our events in Raleigh, otherwise I would take them home on the plane with me. <laughs> um, so something that I think is really sweet to do is if you can connect with a local um, old folks home, you can uh -huh. donate the flowers or, or a hospital, you can donate the yep. flowers that'll just brighten up um, that space for them and they will be appreciated long past the event. That's really sweet. I love that. And it, it it highlights a point you made earlier on in the conversation, which is the importance of finding partners to help you mm -hmm. do this. Like if you are trying to run a more sustainable or socially responsible event, it doesn't have to all be on you and your team as the event planners. You can look externally because there are a lot of really amazing organizations that can help you with this. And um, it's interesting. Last week, I had a guest on the podcast, Lindsay Carroll. She is the head of events for Robin Hood in New York mm -hmm. City. Mm -hmm. And they're an they're a organization that helps to uh, combat poverty in New York by funding a lot of programs and systems in place to help those that are in poverty. And she spoke about the importance of having partners at your event to help mm -hmm. drive awareness around fundraising, to help divert waste and donate stuff that's not being used at the event. So I'm, I'm glad you bring that up too. So people in the audience, take note. You don't have to all do this yourself. Look elsewhere, find other local organizations that are advancing and promoting a mission that you align with and, and see if you can uh, get their services to help support your event and in turn give back. Mm -hmm. And to that yeah. point, Mitch, um, when possible, sourcing a lead certified venue or, or just really vetting your vendors and your partners to make sure that they are doing their part too. It, like we said, it doesn't have to all be on you as the planner. Yeah, that's great. So for, for you and your, and, and curious, your team, how big is your team at Pendo, the events team? Um, so I have, let's see, I have a team of two, um, one woman who handles sponsorships and then one yeah. who handles our community and is directly, um, assisting me with pandemonium. Yeah. Um, and then we have a field team of about four people. So it's, it's fewer than 10, uh, okay. for the, for the event team. And I know you've got pandemonium. That's your big event throughout the year. Do you, do you do any other events? 
Um, we do. Um, so we have uh, our Mind the Product events, which are nationwide. That's a mm -hmm. uh, actually they're worldwide. Um, we have our corporate sponsorships, and then we have a event that is specific to one of our product lines, Adopt, called Guide, that takes place in the spring. So that actually just took place a few weeks ago. Um, and then, of course, we are looking at doing uh, Pendemonium on the road, taking it on the road and doing a road Ooh. show uh, this fall or let's see this. It would be this early spring. So that's exciting. Best of luck. Mm -hmm. Thank you. <laughs> so with this uh, with this portfolio of events that you have at Pendo, and I know you've already addressed some of these points, but but what is your current approach to running more sustainable events? Yeah, it's really exciting um, because we are really just getting started on taking a look at Pendemonium through the lens of giving back and sustainability. So we are going to start with some of the, I would say, um, easier or um, just easy to implement uh, things like badge and lanyard recycling through TerraCycle, um, doing a more plant-based menu, um, not printing um, uh, or limited printing of brochures and things like that. We'll leverage our event app, printing mm -hmm. on EcoBoard. Um, so there's a lot of the things that I talked about earlier that we will be implementing for this year that um, haven't been done in the past, or if they have, they haven't been highlighted. And so I'm really excited to highlight those this year. That's great. And looking ahead, far into the future, what are, what are your aspirations? Like, what do you really want to do in terms of sustainability at these events? Yes. Um, I, my goal would to be a, would be to become a net zero event in the future. As the Pendemonium program grows and we look at it in the next three to five years, um, becoming net zero would be amazing. And that would be um, an investment that we would need to make in carbon offsets because the event inherently is not net zero. Um, and so we would try to make it as little carbon footprint as possible and then pay um, for carbon offsets for things like employee travel and anything that we couldn't offset like data centers and the electricity and power that we're using. Um, I would love to find um, a LEED certified venue in Raleigh, venues that use more sustainable power sources, mm -hmm. um, venues that have back of house sorting um, for waste. Uh, so there's there's a lot that we can do um, that is on the roadmap. But it's uh, net zero. That's what we're striving for. That's 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 really the the big <laughs> big gold star that I think everybody <laughs> should be trying to make their roadmap to as companies are looking towards becoming net zero. Um, part of that is the events that the companies are doing. It's not just the offices and employees. Um, yeah. That needs to be taken into consideration as well. And I think the lesson learned from you and your team is this isn't a switch that you flip overnight. This is a process that you need to put in place and it, it takes a while. So don't bite off too much at once. Um, yes. start off and look at it incrementally. What can you improve this year? Maybe it's looking at eliminating food waste. What can you do next year? Maybe it's, uh, um, uh, donations, uh, supporting a, a local initiative, something along those lines. So I like how exactly. your team has been doing more of a phased approach that seems to be more manageable and, and less daunting for the event team. 
Exactly. And as we think about sustainability and giving back, it shouldn't be an off afterthought. It's something that we are planning from the get-go along with keynote content, breakout content, and production. Um, I have someone on my team assigned to it, and she ha is taking it and running with it and learning so much about sustainability, which is a great thing to put on her resume. So it's a yep. wonderful way to build your team skills. Um, and I... Um, have squirreled away part of my pandemonium budget and reallocated it to sustainability because I like I like I said, unfortunately this isn't all free. <laughs> Sometimes doing good takes a little bit of resources in both yep. time and money. Um, not not crazy, but it, it there is a cost associated. So uh, if you can, you know trim a little bit off your swag budget so that you can do lanyard and badge recycling or uh, trim a little bit off F&B, take that expensive beef off the menu and reallocate it towards carbon offsets um, or eco board for your signage. That's that's a great way to, to do trade-offs in your budget. For sure. And there, there of course, will be that cost, but I'm certain there's a, a much larger ROI in it for the long run. Exactly. So zooming out from your role at Pendo and, and the events you run for that organization, let's look at the industry as a whole. Are there any trends you see when it comes to sustainability at events? Yeah, one of the, the trends that I have seen, we, we all kind of got excited as the event industry, um, well, I don't think excited is the right word, but we were looking for the silver lining in the pandemic as so many, as our industry was absolutely demolished. We were like, there yeah. has to be a silver lining with this. Um, and so we started to say, well, if people aren't traveling to events and we're not fabricating items and we're not trucking in things, maybe overall we are creating less carbon um, and running more sustainable, sustainable events by going virtual. Mm -hmm. The reality that we now know two years later is that's half true. Um, the data centers and energy required to run a virtual event is still very costly um, environmentally. The cooling for data centers takes a lot of energy. So if they're not using solar power, it's fossil fuels. And um, so that is kind of a myth that I want to <laughs> speak to and debunk. It's, it's good, but it's not the saving grace that we thought it would be, which is probably a good thing because we all wanted in-person events to come back. Yeah. Um, we all needed them to come back for the whole industry. And, and it really is a saving grace that um, I believe that people are inherently driven to meet and to come together in person. Um, it is in our DNA. Um, so, I've seen trends um, with going hybrid, which is okay. Um, I think the trend of giving back with your sustainability is one that's really making an impact, which I love. Mm -hmm. There's a wonderful vendor that I've worked with called Fill It Forward that has reusable items that um, you can purchase for your attendees. And then they will fund a giving back project based on the number of uses you mm. anticipate through those, um, through those items. So whether it's a reusable water bottle or a reusable cup or tote, um, they will help make a greater giving back impact. So that is just like a complete slam dunk 
you get the best, the best of both worlds. Um, so I hope people start to take more advantage of programs like that. That's amazing. I love that. And again, just coming back to find the partners that can help you to advance that mission. It's, uh, it's really important. You don't have to do it on your own. Exactly. So everybody's responsibility. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, I, I have taken up a lot of your time today. I want to be respectful of your time, but I am really enjoying this conversation. You're a wealth of knowledge. I love picking your brain. But as we, as we look to wrap this up, for those in the audience who want to make sustainability a more integral part of their event strategy going forward, what are some easy to implement, actionable tips and tricks that they can walk away from this conversation today with? I would say make a plan behind the scenes, um, figure out what you would like to do to start and then figure out where the money is going to come from um, and then get buy off from your executives. Talk about all of the benefits, not just environmentally, but for the brand and for Mm -hmm. the communication that you can do. Um, It really is a win-win for everybody but having that executive buy-off and um, having them be able to speak to it in keynotes, having it in your interstitial slides before sessions um, will make such a greater impact. And then the best part about it is as you reallocate budget the first time, it becomes funded budget for the next year. (laughs) It's a line item that carries over. Um, So start small, um, get executive buy-off where you can, uh, even if you don't have explicit executive buy-off, you, there are so many things you can do that um, will really fly under the radar but have a huge effect, like not having beef or not having red meat um, or doing sustainable compostable wear um, and encouraging bike valet and rideshare and um, putting it getting your attendees involved, make them a part of the, the motion. Love that. Those are some really good trip trip (laughs) tips, but um, yeah, this was a, this was a great conversation. And Samantha, again, just thank you for your time. I really enjoyed this. It's a very important topic for us to highlight. And I look forward to more conversations going on in the industry about this, but um, personally, you're an inspiration. It's, it's just fantastic to see event planners like yourself out there advancing this message of sustainability and creating a name for themselves in the industry around that. So kudos to you. If, um, if any of our audience wants to get in touch to learn more about you and, and events at Pendo, what's the best way to do so? Yeah, um, pendo.io is our website. Um, mm-hmm. We have an events page there uh, where you can learn about Pendemonium, September 12th through 14th in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, yep. Otherwise, uh, LinkedIn is great. Um, just my full name, Samantha Roman, R-O-H-M-A-N. Send me a message. Um, I would love to have a conversation or just chat over LinkedIn with anyone who would like to learn more. Um, and I'm, I'm here as a resource. You know, it's I want to spread my knowledge that I have thankfully gotten so that others can do good as well. Love it. Well, before we sign off, anything else you want to say today? 
Uh, no, just thank you for this opportunity, Mitch. This is so wonderful to be able to evangelize to the event community. And I think um, pretty soon it's going to thankfully be white noise because so many people are jumping on the sustainability train. So hopefully Fingers this will help crossed. get the word out. <laughs> I think so. Well, um, everyone, thank you for your time. That wraps up our Where People Meet podcast on how to run more sustainable and socially responsible events with Samantha Roman. Thanks for your time today, and we'll see you next time on the Where People Meet podcast.